Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Oh, man, a subject that we've needed to get to for probably, well, at least a couple of weeks, a few weeks now. We're going to talk a little bit about it today, and that is spring cleaning. We're going to talk some other stuff, too. I'm here with my friend, Zep Belay Lawrence. Good morning, Zep. How are you? Uh-oh. Is she not there yet? Okay, she's coming. I know she is because she texted me. Um, anyway, so thank you all for being with us this morning. Um, Zep and I, we've known each other for a while. We met through our Realtor Association. We've been on committees together, including uh, diversity and fair housing projects that we've worked on and community relations. So, you know, it's interesting you know we we have a lot in common even outside of our association with real estate and so um you know it's great to to find a kindred spirit in the industry but also in our faith and then in our um other parts of our lives too we just have some we keep um kind of finding things in common and growing together so and that's a great thing when you find somebody like that because then you have a lot of things that you can relate to. So uh, Zep will be on with us shortly, but have you done spring cleaning? Did you start? Are you in the midst of it? You know, Easter's coming up. That's usually a good motivator as well. Zep, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing fine. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us. I was just telling people uh, about, you know, we met through our Realtor Association, but we have a lot in common outside of just that as well, and we'll get to some of that. But tell our audience a little bit about you and what you do. You know, you're a fellow realtor, but you have other things going on as well. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, so and I should I should I'm, say sister realtor. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's right, sister realtor. We have so much in common, as you say. We, yeah, um, I do. So outside of real estate, I um, I do staging. My background is interior design out of New York, and I just started, you know, helping out a, a sister or brother realtor here in Orlando. And next thing, I'm doing, you know, some stagings. And so um, I give back to my customers, my community. I do fair housing. I do affordable housing advocacy together with Gretchen also. Just anything to do with our seniors, trying to talk to them and get out there in the community and let them know there's always another option. There's always, you know, information out there to help, um, to get you started type of thing. So community activists, not as strong, but community involvement all the time, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word. Um, Yeah, I'm just out there, you know, ready to help someone. Indeed. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. It really is. So... Because you do staging, um, you, I know, go through the process with a lot of your clients in terms of decluttering and some cleaning, and that's why I wanted to bring you on because, you know, it, it's spring. We talk about spring cleaning, but um, there are things that we can do not only just for spring but on a regular basis, and you you always see the before and after, what it looked like and then what it should look like. Um, so how do you get people to, I guess, get motivated about 
making a change in their home environment? You know, it's really difficult, but when they hear you speak on how simple something can be to make a change, when they see a before and an after, as you just mentioned, it sort of, you know, put them in the mood that, oh, my gosh, because everybody thinks it's going to cost a huge amount of money or a great amount of effort it out and time it out. We can literally do these DIY projects on a weekend or one day of the weekend and just be committed to it. Um, Once you see what it will look like at the end or have an increment, you're ready to go. You're ready to go. I think most people get motivated that way, Um, just knowing that it doesn't cost a lot because costs come into play and that it doesn't take, it's not that time consuming or involved. Okay, so what what is step one? Um, I I hear that you you need to get I guess piles. This is what you keep. This is what you get rid of. But what is your process? Is it like that, or how is it? It it very much is because um, I now have a multi generational house, and although I talk it for year after year, I'm actually living it now. So you literally have to to decide what 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 stays and what goes. Do I need? What do I want? Uh, you could start doing that mentally and then choose your day and just get to it. Don't question yourself. The emotional attachment, don't do that. You know, you say, okay, this is the keep pile, this is the go pile, this is the maybe pile. Those are the easy words. Everybody's got fancy ways to say it, but that's what it comes out to, right? This needs to go. I'm not going to ever wear this, or this needs to go. I'm not going to ever use this, whatever it is, a kitchen item, a piece of furniture, clothes, food, things that's in the, you know, I've got cans in the in the cabinet that, okay, time to recycle them and send, you know, or send them out or or toss them. So we need to know what keep, you know, what we keep, what we go. And we have to be realistic about it. So I'll tell you what I do. So much of my my clothing from my past, it was the best time of your life, if my life anyway, right? My, you know, I did my schooling. I did the whole college thing. I had a great time. And the, I have stuff that my first baby, <laughs> you know, I have the, the, the tops that I thought I was so chic and whatever. But... It's like, okay, are you ever going to wear this? Are your kid going to wear this? Who's going to wear this? What is this for? Take a picture. You know, technology has helped us. Take a picture, put it there. You can show it to somebody. And I have actually have to downsize and have to get rid of some of these things. So I have to emotionally get rid of it, right? Um, So when I write these things down and when I'm thinking about it mentally, when I get to the closet, this goes, that goes, that goes. I'm not stopping to think because if I stop to think, all of that, in my head of the emotion and the connection and the story I'm going to tell the grandbabies and the, you know, the kids. None of that is there. I've already mentally told myself, this goes, that goes, that goes. So it makes it a little bit easier for me. Find what works for you, but don't attach yourself to it. Don't attach. So do you agree? Yeah, I kind of do, kind of do. So I've got a few things going on. <laughs> so one of my things is is um, I'm I guess you could say political motivation right now, or something, or economic motivation right now. So one of my purges right now of sorts is I'm getting rid of a lot of my made in China clothes. Okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. I just think, okay. you, you know, and, and I mean, and, and, you know, I, I think that, uh, and this is like I said, this is probably the political and economic side, but if you look at a lot of the stuff that we buy, it's very hard to find, first of all, made in America stuff uh, and, and made of America stuff that's of good quality. It is very easy. You can almost close your eyes and pick up an item in nine times out of ten, you know, and I know that's a trite phrase, but it's made in China. And we talk about how we talk about how we, you know, are adverse, averse to uh, things that 
that country does. And it's bas- and we know also, too, it's basically, you know, political decisions, governmental decisions, and not necessarily the people uh, of the country. But still, I, you know, in, in, you know, looking at a variety of things, I find like, okay, we're, we're really in, indebted to this country. You know, we, we buy, we get, get a lot of our clothes, we get a lot of our electronics, you know, from everywhere else, you know, but here and mostly from them. So I said, okay. I started looking at stuff, and I'm not saying I'm getting rid of everything I have that's made in China, but I started looking at stuff and said, okay, how attached am I to this on a scale of one to ten? Because I have a lot of clothes that, I, you know, that I like to keep, but at the same time, I have a lot of clothes I want to get. And so, in order to maybe get some other things that I like. It's time to get rid of them. I have to and get rid of the, throw, some of the things you have, yes. Right. So, you know, and not necessarily throw them away. There's a lot of other people that can use some of the, the clothes that I have. So I'm prob- I'm planning on, I was going to try to take them to either a, a thrift store or a consignment shop. But I'm thinking about just really donating them to someone that might might need them. So, you know, but at the same, you know, at the same time, I'm more careful in terms of what I buy and put in my wardrobe. So, like I said, I'm not getting everything, get rid, getting rid of everything that's made in China. But I've already started a big bag of stuff that I've started putting stuff in and say, okay, thanks, this is nothing. I'm not going to uh, stress myself trying to lose weight to get back into this or get into this thing that I bought that I'm mm-hmm. not ever going to wear. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. So that's been, that's been one of my purges. So I've been working on that recently. Um, the other thing is I am no spring chicken, and if we don't know our time that the good Lord decides he's done with us here. Um, and with the stats usually being that women tend to outlive men, you know, I need to look at what he's got. But then at the same time, I've got to look at what if I go before him, my husband. Um, I don't want to saddle him with having to go through a whole bunch of stuff because I've done that with my parents. And it's not like they had a whole bunch of stuff. And some stuff I kept and some stuff I gave to other relatives Mm -hmm. and some stuff I took to consignment shops. I mean, because so if you want to talk about ways to get rid of stuff, there's a lot of ways to get rid of stuff. But some stuff I held on to because, like you said, there's an emotional attachment. So, but you have to make the decision what's worth keeping because of that emotional attachment, and what can be gotten rid of because other people can use it. And just keep in mind if you don't get rid of it and you leave this earth unexpectedly or prematurely, well, you can't really say prematurely because it's whatever God decides, but let's say unexpectedly in your case or my case. Who is going to have to go through all of this stuff that you really got attached to? Okay. And it's not, it's not really fair to them. So I, you know, I'm having. That's really good thinking. So I'm ha- I'm starting to make plans now. Okay, there's things that I want, and yes, I'm going to hang, you know, keep those things. But there's things also that I really need to go ahead and get rid of. And I'm even thinking about calling relatives and saying, "Hey, these things belonged to my mom, or belong to my dad, and I still have them, and I'd like to keep them in the family." Do you know? Do you want them, or do you know a relative that might want it? Because I know, for example, my um, piano that belonged to another relative, and then my mom got it, and I got it. At some point, I'm going to have to pull myself away from the piano and say, hey, okay, or at least leave information in terms of who the piano goes to so that my husband doesn't have to deal with it. Or, you know, it's already pretty much dealt with. So. Yeah. So, so, so that's one of the things. That's another one of the things that I'm doing too. So, I don't know if I'm on the right track with that, but it does kind of help, uh, you know, at least make plans for stuff to go if you're not just getting rid of them right away. So. You know, keeping things real, and and that's really really good point. I think that um, as we mature, or how we grow up too, we don't think about these things. Living mm-hmm. with an elderly uh, parent right now, 
and I'm seeing the day-to-day, what you just said is what we now, it's now more, I'm more conscious about. I'm beginning mm-hmm. to sit together with my mom to clean out her place. It's, it's difficult. She's attached to everything. And I'm attached to some things. However, when we've lost my father, you know, attaching it to what you said, when we lost my father a couple of years ago, we've lost a lot of heirloom jewelry. He was in a nursing home, so we lost a lot of heirloom jewelry and stuff. And everybody was really, really angry. Mm. Some of us might still be, you know, pretty angry about it. But when I look back at it, dealing with my mom, it's like, you know what? It would be nice to have it, but our lives didn't change. Things didn't, the world didn't move. And, you know, it's like, it's good to have that you can show and you can share, but um, we'll be okay if we get some of these things ahead of time and make life easier for those we, you know, that's left behind. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that that's good thinking. That's good forward thinking. And thank you for, you know, for sharing that with all of us. Cause I'm, I'm listening and taking notes too. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking about some spring cleaning, cleaning and decluttering with Zeppeli Lawrence. Uh, my sister realtor here, who also does staging. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you. With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. So I'm here with my sister realtor, Zetbali Lawrence, who also does staging and, you know, has ideas and tips on, you know, spring cleaning and decluttering. And if you have ideas you want to share or you have questions, the number is 516-387-1944. So, Zep, we talked a little bit about, you know, how to start getting rid of stuff, um, you know, making your piles, uh, you know, whatever your process is, Um so I don't know if you have any other tips about the, uh, you know, getting rid of stuff part, but I was wondering once you decided to get rid of it, whatever your form of getting rid of it is, the stuff that you decide to keep, how do you make it where it's more manageable and more, I guess you could say, aesthetically pleasing? So, you know, organization is everything. So the, the goal in your mind is to keep, just keep everything neat. Keep everything. Some of us want it to be cute, and so that depends on you and on what cute looks like. But keep everything neat. So before, if we just had a pile here and a pile there or the drawers were overfilled and all of that, if it can't be in the drawers, you know, get yourself containers. And there's inexpensive ways to get containers. You can get a bunch of baskets you can go to the thrift store and get baskets and, you know, Goodwill and Salvation Army, places that you can get them inexpensive. You go to all the stores. You find these cute um, – actually, you can get some boxes, and you can literally fabric glue on and take a piece of fabric and do the, line the inside and do the outside and, you know, make it look as cute as you pay $20 for, you know, at the, our favorite department stores. You can go to Home Depot and get some, some mesh wires and shape it in the way you want it, and you can paint it very uh, trendy colors. Just, just organize yourself within a container, and then you can get, you know, make it where it's, it's stackable. So everything is neat. Everything fits where you put it, but you didn't get rid of the things that you don't want to get rid of. So, you know, just keeping it neat. Just, if it doesn't look neat, you know it doesn't work, Right. You can make, and I'm saying it's easy only because I've done it, but 
literally we can buy the more inexpensive pieces of wood. I don't recommend particle boards and stuff, which mm-hmm. is more inexpensive, because after a while they start to um, to break up and crumble and stuff, and it's just a hot mess. You know, a piece of wood, you know, plywood, and it's all different size and lengths, and just make cubbies. Just make cubbies. And so you I have one you. wall of these shelves, and that's what it's for. I'll tell you one of the things that I did is I went to a place like Total Wines um, mm-hmm. and bought – uh, wine crates. Although they've stopped, they don't do as many of them anymore in wood. They do them more in cardboard boxes, but the ones they have yes, in wood, correct. I bought them. They're like five bucks. Um, I decorated a few of them. I stained a couple of them. I put casters on a couple of them and put like extra napkins and um, uh, goodness gracious placemats, different types of things, and I put them in the crates on casters, and I rolled them up under um, my table or or my bench in my Mm -hmm. kitchen. Um, I did, I got another one that had a lid that slid in and out, that slides in and out, and um, I organized my, uh, and I don't really sew, don't don't get it twisted, but I have a lot of sewing stuff, Um, (laughs) my, my threads and all that kind of stuff. Um, and put them in uh, uh, one of the wood boxes that slides in and out. And, you know, other things that I've done, I've put, uh, you know, because I looked at a lot of these organizers that you find on, let's say, Etsy and some other places, and I was looking at how much they cost. You know, I was looking at, it was like, what, 80 bucks or something? For something that I wanted, and I was like, okay, this is they're getting these are getting they're getting rid of these uh, for five bucks. So I to, you know bring it home five bucks. I, I get the casters. The casters cost more than the uh, the actual container, you know. So you don't have to put them on casters, but it was something that I wanted, so it was easy to yeah. slide in and out. Um, and then, like I said, I I took for the stuff for the ones in the kitchen. I took like some old. Uh, you know the borders that used to be popular um, that you put up, yeah. uh, uh, you know, along the ceiling. Yeah. I, you know, I had some yeah. of that left. I took that and I put that because it's part of my kitchen pattern. And I took that and I put, placed the border around the um, the wine crate so that it still has my kitchen pattern on it. You know, so I did that with with but, those. But look how creative that was, things. right? And and simple. Look how creative and yeah. simple. It could have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not, it's not that much time, you know, painstakingly taking all this time away from you. So things like right. that, whatever, you know, and you may have something that all you need to do is refurbish it, you know, spray paint, uh, even mm-hmm. they, um, wallpaper, it's back. Mm-hmm. And they right. are so funky and they're so trendy and so cute and, you know, and yeah. you can go out. And wallpaper can also be these wall finishings. That's not just a paper that you roll on. And you can go out mm-hmm. and you can buy a few pieces, individual pieces. You know, some of our popular department stores are selling individual pieces. And put them together. Right. And make something right. very cute. You know, something you already have. Some of these, you right. know, you can cut them and, and, and just whatever piece that you're trying to refurbish. Simple, simple, mm-hmm. simple stuff. And you can always get that spray glue. Right. Which makes everything stay, yes. So um, I think it's a good idea. I wanted to mention mm-hmm. some just basic information, though, for our audience, just to get them in the know of what's happening design-wise when they start, um, when they start to, to, you know, to, to get in there and start to declutter, right, and how to make things look today and trendy. Everybody has mm-hmm. their own style, and so use it as, as needed. Um, right. Every year we have we have multiple colors of the year. The major yes. multiple, the major color of the year is usually coming from Pantone. The Pantone color of the year, everything is reusable. I'm saying that um, is is a magenta, and they call it vivid vivid something. They call it. Um, I think I wrote it down. And that's my color too. They magenta. Call it, I, they call it. I love it. Uh, Viva magenta is what that color of the year is. And so, honestly, 
It is a magenta. It is in that burgundy family. What the difference is, it's sort of dusty, and it's sort Mm -hmm. of, um, it's bright, but it's still dull. So the tone is Mm -hmm. more of a dull tone, although it's a bright color. So that's Mm -hmm. the major color of the year. So the idea for the year is to do some bold. So if everything you have works and everything matches, get some sort of accessory, whether it's the pillows, whether it's um, a piece of carpet on the floor, or just the accessories on the table. Bold. Bold is just going to kick it up a notch. Um, Mm -hmm. Not the whole room. Not the whole room. So you just right, want to go right. ahead and stick. Everything else works, and boom, here I've got this, this this orange thing in this room that has nothing to do with the orange, right? And um, Right. It, it's, it's the theme that's going for the year. The way um, – And I was actually doing that before. <laughs> I don't know if I just uh, was very sensitive to it or what, but it's a color that I like, and I had already started um, – uh, getting some magenta items I, my, in my office, my home office. So I have, I've okay. gotten a new uh, magenta office chair. It's magenta and black. Um, okay. A, de- a desk organizer. And I was looking recently at just a simple trash can, uh, you know, for my office. Makes a difference. So. Makes a difference, right? So, so by yeah. way of color, the other things, um, almost Anything neutral, we're saying neutral because every color have a neutral lever to, to it. It's just the tones that's different. Um, right. The soothing blues, the uh, earth tones, you know, your greens and your browns. But you want to add a splash of wow to it. So yeah. I always say instead of going out and buy a whole bunch of, of paints and figuring it out, just take that one bold color and add it to that neutral color that you like, a few drops. Add a spoon, add a cup to it, depending on how deep you want it. You want to get bold, and you're going to have that mm-hmm. undertone to make that color sort of powdery, um, sort mm-hmm. of earthy. So take your earth tones and add some wow to it, right? That's color-wise. Um, right. As far as plants and flowers in the house, the smaller, bright, well, not so much small anymore, like the daffodils and the hibiscus and the amaryllis and stuff. Those are coming indoors. The those mm. are flowers, and then your plants. You've got tall and you know slim. Um, those those that sort of bushy, but it's a lot of space in between them, sort of like spider plants and all. Those mm-hmm. things are coming indoors rather than the big, huge trees that we usually have inside. Just something that's more. Um, you can see, you know, sort of a pass through look. You see in the flower, the plant, but it doesn't block your view to what's behind it. Right. Uh, that snake plant, which is very scary, but the snake plant, you see how it's tall and it's long, it's sleek, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. The color is also within the earth tones, right? So those things are, are, are for 2023, early part of 2024. Same thing for your draw pulls, your handles. Sleek, mm-hmm. clean, simple. They come in all sorts of colors mm-hmm. these days and all sorts of styles. You know, um, these are the things that you want to pull into the house when you make changes. And right. again, go to your resource, go to your, your Salvation Army, go to the dollar store. You'll be amazed mm-hmm. what we can find that actually we can stick in there that will pull our space out, right? So... As far as updates and stuff, that's my update. Color code things. You know, maybe if you have your pots is one color and your spoons are another color, just color code things to make everything look more cohesive. Organize, organize, mm-hmm. organize. Yeah. I even, you know, I, 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 I'm a clearance rack shopper, so I even scour the clearance rack. Um, I would say around fall last year, just before school started uh, or around the time school started, and I found um, for my bathroom – um, some baskets because I was like, okay, you know, just, you know, nail polishes and, you know, hair products and all the kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, you know, let's put them, if they have to be out, if they can't be in a cabinet, but let's say on a shelf, let's put them in a basket that at least provides a little color into the bathroom and then just keep some relatively organized so you know, okay, this basket, you have these items and in this basket, you have those items. I even got a basket that um, uh, I put my 
gym shoes in. You know, I just stick them vertically into this basket, you know, and just grab them when I need to go to the gym. But it was so funny that um, I got some, and then I went back to look, and there was a teacher that was on the aisle, and she was grabbing up every, all of the remaining, they had put some more out there, and she was grabbing them up, I mean, because they were really inexpensive, and she was going to take wow. them and put them in her classroom to put mm-hmm. stuff for her, her students in them. So, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's just little things sometimes that make a big difference. But one of the reasons I started gravitating toward, like you were talking about baskets and other types of things that you could make pop, because I looked and I'm like, okay, I want to do something different. And also, too, by the way, if you're one of those people that has that type of personality that you need to change things every few months, you really don't need to go and do things like um, painting your walls. <laughs> okay, the walls need to be neutral. Uh, your sofa, your sofa needs to be relatively neutral. However, you can do things and like change your throw pillows, change your throws, change a lampshade. You know, just other types of things that if you need to feel like the need to change the color or change the appearance. Leave, don't don't try to tackle the big stuff all the time, you know. Leave it for maybe every what seven to ten years. That's that's just every my thinking. What do years. you think? Yeah. What I um what I would suggest is that ignore. So it's not a rule of thumb, but if you ignore those major pieces that you want to change, and you change everything else within that room, you know, piece by piece. You will see how that piece of furniture fits in to sort of fades to the back, but fits into whatever you do. You ignore that major piece, even if it's the wall or the floor. Do everything else because everything else becomes unified, and that just sort mm-hmm. of is there afterwards. So it falls right in because the major things, all of your focal points that you've created around the room, they come together. So that background, that floor, that wall, that sofa. It doesn't say, oh, something's wrong with that. No. No. We're here so with Zeppelin Lawrence. So we're here with Zeppelin Lawrence. We're talking a little spring cleaning, a little decluttering, a little, you know, organizing, a little decorating. Um, if you have tips that you want to share with us as well, or if you have questions, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faith, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. I'm here with my sister realtor and friend and um, homestager, Zeppeli Lawrence. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. So what have I missed? Because I know we it seems like that last half hour flew by so fast. We were We got on some things and we got on other things. Um, what's the key thing we need to look at, Jeff, right now in terms of especially any type of quick fixes? Because, like I said, Easter's a few days away, so we may have some things that we're kind of doing that Home Alone face um, yeah. <laughs> in the movie. Uh, 
what what kind of quick fixes can we kind of rely on right now that can at least get us started and get some things in order and then maybe table some things for later? Uh, Quick fixes, always a pain job, always a pain job. Hardware, changing your hardware. You've mentioned this before, doing um, your light fixtures, the switch plates, you know, you can change out your switch plate. Um, mm, yeah. A big one, like if you just did your floors and your walls, everything else can stay. You just have to declutter around it. Um, close shelving, open up your shelving, change out your fans. Uh, hover. Stop, pay attention to this. Not replace your countertop, but cover your countertop. There are products that literally... It's not a wallpaper, but I'm giving you some right. wallpaper. The same way you can take a wallpaper and cover your wall, there are products that you just simply take, do the adhesive to it, and cover your countertop. Total, total different look. I mean, and that you can do in hours, half a day, <laughs> depending on how big your, your countertops and area is. Mm-hmm. Those would be the, the go-to semi-major things to do, you know, take out, mm-hmm. bring in. I'm going to take out three things. I'll bring back in one thing. I'll take out, you know, something major. I'll bring back something in not so major just to declutter. One of the other ways that we don't ever think about when we think about um, storing things, right, we think of boxes and crates and baskets and all of that. You can take a cluster of hooks and even that crate that you, des- um, that you described before, you know, you can mm-hmm. hook these things from the ceiling. You can create, you know, a totally yeah. different look that creates, um, you know, I mean, we know about the floating shelves and all of that, but you can take hooks, strategically place them. You can even um, do something in the ceiling where it hangs and then do the hooks on that. And maybe you can mm-hmm. hang your ties or whatever little items or all your little trinkets. So mm-hmm. I'll tell you, one time I hooked stuff out of the ceiling for my daughters because they always have some sort of necklace and earrings and stuff and could never find them if all they had to do was look up. So we created this little this little island, I'm going to call it, and it was, you know, suspended from the ceiling, and then they just hooked on that and continue hooking. And so it cleared up the countertop. Later on, they, they ended up putting, like, the perfumes and the creams and the body creams, and they lengthened you know, the things hanging out of the ceiling that suspend it down so they can reach it more easy. Hooks, not necessarily against the wall, but think about doing it in the ceiling also and making it very decorative, changing out those fans. I'm attached to my fan because I really like them, but sometimes we can just change them out, you know, and that's a little, right. more, um, a little more costly, but $10 a week, $10 a week, and boom, we, you know, we, we can get the fan we want. So major things, paint, um, hardware, Floor coverings, if you, you know, um, changing out that um, that area rug. You know, all your accessories, accessories. If we keep our tables decorated, you know, just change out little things. That not You don't have to go do your cutlery and stuff, but you can do the rings that go around the cutlery or the way that you set the table. Change out mm. the color scheme. Just those easy eye-catching things. Is where you want to where you want to go if you're not decluttering and having a lot to to remove. But decluttering is good. Donate, oh, yeah. recycle, talk. That was my my yeah. quick go to: hardware, paints, open shelving, the fans, light plates, and you know those are my 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 quick go to: draw poles. Okay. All right. Oh, something I wanted to throw in just another thing that I did uh, when we were talking about uh, different ways to get containers and use containers because I used to do shoe boxes I've started now it's the ones that can be recycled I've, I've started to recycle those um, because also to, to the shoe boxes were tearing up and that's kind of why I went to the wine crates but the right. other thing I got right. mm-hmm. Total Wines also had cigar boxes and I I looked at them and I was like, hmm, because one of the things uh, a few years back, I got my house broken into and they took just about all of my jewelry. And so I guess it traumatized me a little bit. And, you know, my husband wanted to buy me another jewelry box. And I'm like, hey, I, let me just wait on that right now. 
let me think about right. it, you know, in, in terms of investing in some more jewelry and what do I want to do and how do I want to handle this. So what I did, I found um, cigar boxes that total lines, and some of them were like, um, I, I want to say velvet lined or felt line, felt line, I would say, cigar yeah. boxes. Correct. And I have one of those, you know, a lot of our dressers have the top drawers kind of skinny. And what I did was just to go ahead and the few pieces that I had left was to put into a, one of the cigar boxes. And, and one of them didn't have a lid. It was just open, but that was fine. And I just laid, started laying my jewelry in, in some of those cigar boxes. But then I went back and got a few more that were just the plain wooden ones and started putting things and used them in my office by putting things like pens and pencils and markers and other types of things and in these cigar boxes, you know, and then stacking them. They work really well. So just wanted to throw that, that out there. That is a great idea. Um, I found that it became it, so popular that stores and I haven't gone, I haven't gone to the, to that wine store, but um, most of them are starting to charge you for them, but it's a great idea. So if anybody's got well, these type of um, places that you need to get these boxes or yeah, they do charge you, but it, I mean, it's only like anywhere between a dollar and twenty-five cents and a dollar seventy-five cents, something like that, plus tax. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I was like, why am I going to buy? Why am I going to buy something that's really expensive? You know, you can get something that's a little vintage-looking, um, and, and you know, pretty much there you go. You just throw your stuff into it, and you can decorate it whatever way you want. And, and there's so many different types of um, finishes that you can put on those, you know, very, right. very extensive ones. And then, I mean, you can just glue on almost anything you want right. onto these boxes. Onto, onto, and even the baskets you could make look a certain way, you know, however you want. Right. I mean, I, I've just splashed paint on one and just drip paint, you know, to make it look mm-hmm. a certain way for me and put all that a day. And, there's these finishes you can put on top of your work when you're done. You can do, you can do the polyurethane for sure, but you can also do right. um, resin. You know, there's different types and levels of, of resin that you can put on. The high, high gloss, the, the varnishes, the permanent varnishes. Mm-hmm. And they, they see your working that you've done, especially if it's something artistic that you've done. You know, they see your working and they last for a long time. And they make great gifts. Right. right. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and, and it's basically your own signature, you know, because people, I'm sure there are people like, you know, why would I want to do that and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's unique to you. You put your own signature on it. You know, you start with something basic, and then you, you make it to suit your own personality. And I think, you know, that's what the, the real lure is to me for that. So. Correct. Correct. I mean, my yeah. nieces and my nephews, they knew that auntie don't expect anything store bought from her because she's going to make something it's going to be different and we're going to smile and enjoy it because it's going to be usable <laughs> throughout the year so they already know <laughs> not, not to right. expect that, you know that design or whatever coming from me no 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 we're not doing that yeah yeah exactly that's a good thing so we're going to take our final break and when we come back we're going to shift gears a little bit um some things I want to kind of throw out there. And Zepp, I, I think, will we'll, um, kind of agree with me on this. So uh, we'll talk more about it when we get back. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. 
we let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we want to thank Zeppeli Lawrence for joining us today to talk a little spring cleaning, decluttering, decorating, and all types of things. Zepp, happy Holy Week. Oh, happy Holy Week. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you know where I'm going with this, right? <laughs> we had a brief discussion uh, about this the other day when we were talking. It's like, is that odd? I'm like, it shouldn't be. We say Merry Christmas, okay? We we you know all through, I mean all through Christmas, before and after, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and everything. Why not say Happy Holy Week? And. and I was thinking about this after we talked. I was thinking about this even today in the car. And I I think we have to be a little bit more proactive in terms of reminding people why Christmas is so important. Christmas is important because it's the precursor. It's the, uh, the reason for Christmas is Easter. Okay. The reason that, we have the birth of Jesus, and please remember, Christmas is about the birth of Jesus, okay? The reason we celebrate the birth of Jesus is because we need to also celebrate his death and resurrection, and that's why this time is even more important. But I think, and you can give me your opinions, but I think part of our issue is that we haven't really develop uh, a proper perspective on death. So we think about Jesus is dying. Yeah, we want to celebrate rising, but we we have issues in terms of mortality. And so we have a problem celebrating someone's death. Now, we do it more often now. I, I went to a funeral for a cousin of mine a couple of weeks ago and it was the it was great. I saw family and friends. They told stories about my cousin who, who had passed. And it was fun. It was great. I, I I enjoyed it. And I know there are people who are saying, How do you enjoy somebody's funeral? How do you enjoy <laughs> the passing? You you know, but but the thing about it is we've got to in my opinion, get past the finality of someone's life ending and recognize, especially if you're a Christian, that our being here on earth, our death, our birth and our dying are a phase. It is temporary. It is not permanent. And death is a way of closure of that chapter of our eternal lives in my opinion what do you think um, I think we've become so caught up in our lives I think that Holy Week is has become in our minds commercialized instead of preparing for Holy Week and doing you know what used to be expected in the celebration of it has now become a preparation for the celebration on Easter Sunday and much focus isn't put onto that Holy Week. And after COVID, I think it's become even less of a focus, which is, you know, unfortunate for us. So um, Mm -hmm. I might have some hard responses to that, but I think that we're, we're getting caught up. We're getting caught up. Whereas, COVID for me, it should have taken us back to be more deep, more spiritual, pay more attention. But I think Mm -hmm. that some people are like, you know, it's here today, gone tomorrow, let's do the best and and keep it moving type of thing. And um, Mm -hmm. I just don't think that, you know, with so many changes, not only within ourselves, but within the churches too, to accommodate that we're missing out 
on Holy Week. There's certain, um, not only Holy Week, but a lot of our religious practices. I, I think that mm-hmm. some of us, it's just struggling for the now. And we're not going, you know, there's strength in, in, in size and people and congregation, and we're just not. And some of us are like, I can't go like I used to go for a lot, you know, my my personal situation, but we miss out. Mm-hmm. This is Holy Week, and people are preparing for Easter. It's a great thing, mm-hmm. but we have to also be ready for this week and what it means and, and, and teaching it, teaching it to our kids. Mm-hmm. If we're not teaching it to the kids, they don't know. They celebrate Easter. What are we celebrating? Right. They don't know because right. we're not doing we're not doing it. So um might have got off on right. a little tangent there, but yeah, I don't think we're we're making an emphasis on it as we used to. No, we we don't and I don't know but and like I said though, I don't even think we've ever made it where it even equals the the um the celebration of Christmas. For example, I was just, I was thinking, like I said, I was in the car today. I'm like, I know how much Christmas stuff I have. I have tubs of Christmas stuff to decorate my house. We have the lights. We have the tree skirts. We have, you know, all kinds of stuff that we hang up on the walls, and I decorate the stairwells and stuff like that. It's like, why am I not going to these lengths to celebrate the man, God here on earth, who, is, who saved my life, who gave me access to heaven? Why am I not, you know, so I'm bad too. I'm not, I'm not just saying, I'm not preaching to anyone that that I'm not, you know, because cause I'm saying the same thing to myself. Like, what is it? There's no banner. There's no decoration on the door. There's nothing. And I should be ashamed, you know, because, you know, I mean, it, yes, a lot of that stuff is kind of superficial in a way. But, there are, you know, people, human beings are very visual. And so if you have to do some of that to kind of convey the message that Easter too is important, not just as important, but really more important than all of the stuff that you do for Christmas. You know, I this is something that I, I need to take a second look at. You know. Life so. happens and I that's that's what I think it is. We're we're so busy we're so busy, not just being busy, but we're busy uh, preparing and, and, and providing for life. And so that is, is not something sometimes we always have the control of. We have to, you know, some people have jobs, nine to five. We can't be here or there. And some people are working evenings and they can't get to where they need to. So life happens and it takes right. precedence over right. getting to church, getting to church, getting to the Bible study, getting to, you know, to, to the meetings and all of that. So I think. Some of us are right. not deliberate and making it happen. It's just that life is happening to us and we're handling it as it comes. Right. But there are some things that you make exceptions for. And that's what you have that's to great. take a look at. On a scale of 1 to 10, how important is this to you? For example, my part-time job in the evening. So I've been on it longer than I had planned on, you know, going on three years or whatever. But anyway, so when I first started, I really forgot it. I like to go to Holy Thursday Mass, which is tonight. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we do certain things at Holy Thursday Mass. I like to, if I'm not participating, I like, like to at least witness what's going on for Holy Thursday Mass. By the way, you all are invited, St. Andrew Catholic Church, 7 o'clock this evening. Um, but the first couple of years on this job, I was like, wait a minute. They, they, you know, I would put in for it, you know, like for, uh, but I would put in for it kind of at the last, I guess, minute or something like that, or a little late after I put in for other things and whatnot. And it was always a struggle to get it off. Either, you know, I had to 
fill out a form for some sort of special, I guess you could say dispensation or whatever, to get off of work to go. And it was frustrating, and I got upset and angry and everything. Uh, and I'm like, well, you know, why do I have to go through all this to get off to go to Holy Thursday Mass? So this year, when we got our allotted personal time off, and we got uh, you know vacation and all that kind of stuff, I was like, okay, I'm not filling out any paperwork for this. I'm not begging and pleading. I'm not you know uh, you know writing emails to HR and to my supervisor and everything. I'm putting in for personal time off because it's that important to me to be at mass tonight, you know, to honor that sacrifice that Jesus made. And so the first day that I put in for as soon as personal time off or PTO was available was for Holy Thursday. It's the first day that I got approved for for this year because it was just that important, and I was tired of fighting that fight. And I just said, it's my own fault. I need to be smarter about it. If it's that important, take the time off. Ask for the time off. Get the time off. So I'm off tonight. And, you know, other and people use religious holidays – we don't practice the right to have the, those religious holidays. So for, for maybe lack of knowledge or, or fear to ask for it. But, every, you know, there's so many people that has that religious right to ask for these things because it's not recognized right. by our city doesn't mean that we can't do it. So I would say we, we need to practice that. Those of us who does have the regular nine to five, um, you know, sometimes we have flexibility in our schedules that we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't, but I think we should try to practice it as a religious right that you have to go and and, and recognize your faith. Right, exactly, exactly. You have to make that decision in terms of how important it is to you. You know, you have to walk the walk, you know. So. And I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I can find all these excuses as to why it can't happen and, you know, I'm I'm just as guilty, but I'm making I'm trying to be conscious and make more effort to be there, to be right. there tonight, to be there tomorrow, and you know, um, right. Right. <laughs> right. For me, that I can make it through because it's so difficult. Yeah, but it's <laughs> anyway. You know, it's a part of the faith journey. It, you know, you have it, it, you. It's, it's continual growth, and so it may have taken me a couple years. <laughs> You know, but I, but at least for that part, I've I've made it, uh, at least for that part. But there's still a lot of growing and stuff to do. Yeah. But anyway, you can't never I, I stop did want to, can't stop growing at all. But I did want to address that because I know that you, uh, you know, like I said, we share so much in common, and this is one of those things that I felt like. You know, we could talk about it, and, and like I said, you know, you you were like, "Happy Holy Week," and then you're like, "Should I have said that?" I'm like, "Yeah, you should say it." So I want to <laughs> say it to everybody, everybody, as we we leave today. Um, happy Holy Week. Um, celebrate, you know, the, the best ways that you can. Um, even if you can't take the time to go to church. Or if it's not time and circumstances that prevent you from going to church, say a prayer. Um, there may be a church service on television somewhere. You know, uh, maybe call up a family member or a friend and do prayer together. Uh, do a Zoom call. That's popular now. Use it. Use the what the resources that are out there to do the celebrations during the rest of this Holy Week. So. Zep, thanks so much. Really appreciate your time. It is my pleasure. Thank you for always uh, inviting me. I appreciate it. And thank you all for listening. God willing, talk tomorrow. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. And God willing, see you at church tonight.
will make it all right. God is, able. God is able. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. He'll supply. He'll supply. Whatever is broken. Whatever is broken. He can fix it. He can fix it. No need to worry. No need to worry. He's alive. 